0: You are listening to King Jesus Radio. We have seen something, so praise God for that. (laughs) Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to prayer this morning. And uh, this morning we'll be in the book of Ezra, chapter 9, verse 10 through 15. And we'll be closing out this chapter this morning as we uh, seek the Lord in prayer through his word this morning. So we'll open up in a word of prayer and then we'll go to to the scripture this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for another great, wonderful morning, another great, wonderful day, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for, Father, being so good to us and so wonderful and so amazing, Father God. We're here, Father God, to give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Father God, for, Lord, you are so faithful, my God. You are our God, Lord. And, Father, we are here to seek you this morning, Father. We're here to look to you, Father. We're here to praise and to worship your holy name, Father God. Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord Jesus, that we're able to come together, Father, as your children, as your servants, as those that have been redeemed and saved, Father God. But Lord Jesus, not just for ourselves, but Father God, Lord Jesus, as the examples and the testimonies, Father God, of your faithfulness, of your love, of your forgiveness, of your goodness, Father, of your mercy and your grace and the life, Father, that is in you, Lord Jesus, And, Father, we are just so grateful and thankful this morning, my God, Father, for this opportunity, Lord Jesus, to be able to seek you through your word, Father, Lord, as we look to your word, Father, to speak to us, to guide us and lead us and direct us in this time of prayer, Father God. Father, and we just ask you to lead us by your spirit, Lord Jesus. Father God, as we look to you, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for your forgiveness of all of our sins. Father, forgive us of all unrighteousness and uncleanliness, Father God. Father, we acknowledge our sins, Lord Jesus, Father God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, for your forgiveness, Lord. As we repent, Father, of our ways, Lord Jesus. We repent, Father, Father, of rejecting and resisting you, Lord God. Of disobedience, Father God. Of Father wicked ways, Lord Jesus. Father God, of just... Father, uncleanliness, Father of ourself, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God... Father, of any pride, of any self-righteousness, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, Father God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, for Lord, we come in agreement with what your word says is sin. We come in agreement, Father God, with what's in our heart, Father God, knowing, Lord Jesus, you are right. And Father, your word is truth, my Lord Jesus. So, Father, this morning we acknowledge that and we also acknowledge your forgiveness in your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, as we come with repentive hearts, Father God, Father, as a body of Christ this morning, Lord, and we just ask you to wash us, to cleanse us under your precious blood. We forgive those, Father God, that have sinned against us, my God, that we hold anything against this morning, Lord God, and that same forgiveness we ourselves have received, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you this morning. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you, Father, for your goodness and grace and mercies, Lord, in Jesus' name amen so we'll be in ezra chapter 9 verse 10 through 15 here and we'll first start at verse 10 it says and now O our god what shall we say after this for we have forsaken your commandments which you commanded by your servants the prophets saying the land that you are entering to take possession of it It is a land impure with the impurity of the peoples of the lands, with their abominations that have filled it from end to end with their uncleanliness. Therefore, do not give your daughters to their sons, neither take their daughters for your sons and never seek their peace or prosperity, that you may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever." And after all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great guilt, seeing that you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserved and have given us such a remnant as this, shall we break your commandments again and intermarry with the peoples who practice these abominations? Would you not be angry with us until you consumed us so that there should be no remnant nor any to escape? O Lord, the God of Israel, you are just." For we are left a remnant that has escaped as it is today. Behold, we are before you in our guilt, for none can stand before you because of this. So as we look at this this morning, let's look at verse 10 here. He says, and now our God, what shall we say after this? And Ezra is coming to a place after they have acknowledged and looked at all the things that have happened and done and acknowledged It was really what they're doing it was acknowledging that we put ourselves in this place you know uh, someone said this a long time ago and it was uh, you did it to yourself a lot of times our own decisions our own mistakes our own things it's something that we have done to bring it upon ourselves you know and I always think about one of the things I I, you know I'm thankful to the Lord today is that I'm able to wake up without a hangover (laughs) You know, because that was such a horrible feeling, waking up with that hangover and having to go through that pain and go through that, all that every morning. And that is one thing I definitely do not miss. But many times, well, the hardest part of that was, was there was no one else to blame but myself. There was no one else to take the blame because I put myself in that position. It was the decisions that I made that put me in that place that caused that pain and that suffering every morning for that reason and we look at a place here that the children of israel are in that place and have been put in this place because of the decisions they made but not only that they choose to go back to that place and find themselves in the same position as they were before even though god had showed them his faithfulness and his mercy and his grace and had brought them back to the land but yet they find themselves in a place We're back here again. And we see this in Ezra. He has nothing to say. There's no argument here. The actions and the fruits of everything that has been done is laid bare. And how many of us know that there is no arguing with God? What God says is truth. What he declares is right. And Ezra's acknowledging this in a place where What shall we say after this? There's no argument, Lord. We are guilty. Let's look at Romans chapter 3, verse 19 through 20. Romans chapter 3, verse 19 through 20 says this, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. See, he puts us in a place as the world, as Ezra is looking at this and saying, we have sinned, he's saying, our God, what shall we say after this? Acknowledging the sin of of all of them. But God did the same for us as humanity by putting the law out there so we can know what sin is, so we can acknowledge it in our lives. And we can acknowledge, this is what separates me from God. This is what causes me to look away from God. But God did this so that we can acknowledge and see sin for what it is. So therefore, we can look to Him for His mercy and understand His grace and His love and forgiveness. Because without the acknowledgement of sin, we would see no need of a savior. So to be able to come to a place and which we came to, coming to the Lord, it was like, Lord, I'm standing here open and laid bare and all my guilt and my shame is all exposed. But instead of the Lord condemning me and you, what he did is he forgave me and you when we choose to acknowledge what he has done for us acknowledging, Lord, you took the shame and this guilt and this sin to that cross. You took it upon your body when you were beaten, when you were scourged, Lord Jesus, and were able to acknowledge and, and thank him for, Lord, for doing this for me because I deserve death. But God does this so we can come into that place to realize, Lord, what can I say to you, Lord? There's nothing I can say. There's no argument. There's no, I have no defense for this, Lord. I'm guilty. And even today, we can still come to the Lord and acknowledge, Lord, I'm guilty. I cannot argue against you, Lord. I cannot argue your word. I cannot argue what you've spoken to my heart and what you've shown me, Lord and through the guilt into the shame, Lord God. I have nothing to say, Lord, you are right. But we can say, Lord, help me, forgive me, repentance, acknowledging, Lord, I need your help. Because he says here, for we have forsaken your commandments. The word forsaken is to abandon, to neglect, to leave. It's when we come to a place, as he's saying here, the children of Israel had come to a place where they had abandoned his commandments. They had forsaken them. They had neglected. They chose to walk away from those commands. Because instead of time and time again acknowledging and coming back to the Lord, they chose to walk away from it so they wouldn't have to acknowledge sin for being sin. They wouldn't have to acknowledge their life and the way they were living was not right in the eyes of God. And this is not what he had commanded them to do. And many today do the same. We choose to ignore the word of God. Because a commandment is his word. It's something that he spoke to them, something that he gave them to protect them, not to harm them. He gave them his commandments for provision. He gave them his commandments for the blessings. He gave them his commandments to instruct them and lead them in the way that they should go. In Deuteronomy, he gives them the blessing and the curses, the blessings of obedience, the curses of disobedience. But it's not that God wants to curse and bring wrath upon the people, no. He's just letting them know these are the decisions that you make in your life and this is what it will lead to. This is what it will do to you. But if you choose to obey the commandments of the Lord, all my provision is there for you. Everything that you need is there for you, for you to live by. And the greatest one that we have is forgiveness. is the mercy of God and in that the grace of God to continue to live as the children of God. But to forsake his commandments is to walk away and not even acknowledge the mercy that God could have for them. Instead, they chose to go their own way. Instead, they chose to neglect the commandment of the Lord. And this is where the teaching of man comes in. This is where the doctrine of man comes in, which is no doctrine of man, but the doctrine of demons. to say that the Lord is okay with all that we do. He's not. But this is the walk that we have to continue to acknowledge, Lord, you're not okay with this. But acknowledging his forgiveness and yes, Lord, but Father, help me, Lord, because I know this is not right. There is no argument to come to the Lord and say, I'm going I'm to defend my case, Lord, and I know that you're going to come on my side and say, You know what? That's okay. Go ahead. Live that way. I got you. It's not going to happen. He's patient with us. He's long-suffering with us. But there comes a time that he will discipline us. As we see he did here with the children of Israel. Israel. He acknowledges, Lord, you spoke to us in verse 11, which you commanded by your servants, the prophets, saying the land that you are entering to take possession of it is a land in pure with the impurity of the peoples of the lands, with their abominations that have filled it from end to end with their uncleanliness. Therefore, do not give your daughters to their sons, neither take their daughters for your sons and never seek their peace or prosperity that you may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. He's letting them know and reminding them this is what you spoke to us, Lord. This is what was spoken to us by the Lord. You spoke this to us so we would not lose focus on you, Lord God. You warned us of this. And time and time again, you told us, Lord. And not only did you tell us, but you explained to us why. Why? You know, that's amazing about God. He doesn't just tell you not to, but he tells you why. If we read the context and read it long enough, we'll see why. Like many times growing up or even with our own kids, well, why can't I do this? Why this? Why that? Because I said so. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there are times when God will say, because I said so. <laughs> But majority of the time when you look to the word of God, he always gives a reason why. Because this is what will happen. This is what this will bring. This is what this will cause. And many times we may ask the Lord, why, Lord? when we face things, when we go through things, when our church or the body of Christ or the world goes through things, and we ask the Lord, why, Lord? But are we willing to continue to acknowledge our sins? Are we willing to continue to acknowledge we as a nation have forsaken the commandments of the Lord? Are we willing to acknowledge... These things within our own hearts and our own lives. Many times we're looking to the Lord and saying, Lord, bring justice. Lord, deal with these people. Lord, bring vengeance. Lord God, you can do this, Lord. And we're looking and we're crying out to the Lord for these things. And God is a just God. He is a holy God. And he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But have we ever thought about, I read a footnote here and it really ministered to my heart. Have we ever thought about in those prayers when we're looking for God to do so, Do we really want those that are part of that to get what they truly deserve? Is that our heart's desire today to say, Lord, bring destruction, bring judgment, Lord God, make things right as Israel wanted Jesus to do for Rome? But Jesus didn't do that. He did not give Rome what they deserved, but He did not give the children of Israel what they deserved either. Instead, He went to the cross and He died on that cross for every single one of them and for all of us today. Because the reality is, me and you did not get what we deserved. And we still don't get what we deserve many times. Instead, plead for his forgiveness and his mercy. And the next question was Are we creating a place where people can experience God's love and mercy and forgiveness, showing what God has given us? Are we a church today that is willing to give the same mercy that we ourselves have received? and continue to receive daily. As we say, Lord, your mercies endure forever. Your mercies are brand new every morning. How great are your mercies? You are rich in mercy, Lord. Are we willing to do the same, recognizing, Lord, I don't want them to get what they deserve, because, Lord, I didn't get what I deserved. Instead, you died for our sins. And being able to see each other in this way, and being able to see others in this way today, to say thank you, Lord, because in verse 14, he acknowledges this and says, I'm sorry, verse 13, he says, And after all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great guilt, seeing that you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserved and have given us such a remnant as this. He's acknowledging, Lord, you instill in all of this, Lord, you still did not punish us in such a way that we deserve to be. You still allowed a remnant, you still allowed us to come out of this, Lord, and to learn from it, Lord God. To teach us, Lord God. Let that be our prayer that every time the Lord shows us his mercy, that Father God, that I would come back to you, that we would come back to you, Lord, and acknowledge, Lord God, you didn't deal with me the way that I should have been dealt with. Thank you, Lord God. Now help me not to go back to that way. Help me not to look back, Lord God. Help me not to fall back into those old ways, Lord God. In verse 15, he says, Oh Lord, the God of Israel, you are just, for we are left a remnant that has escaped as it is today. Behold, we are before you in our guilt, for none can stand before you because of this. Recognizing, Lord, we don't deserve to be in your presence, Lord God. Recognizing we don't deserve this relationship with you, Lord God. We're standing here guilty before you. Our hearts exposed, Lord God. Everything is laid bare. You see it all, Lord God. It says none can stand before you because of this. But how many of us know that we had an answer to prayer? And his name is Jesus. Jesus. And today the only reason why me and you can stand in the presence of the Lord or come today in the presence of the Lord is because we believe in the Son of God, we acknowledge Him as the Lord, we receive Him in our heart, we've repented and continually repent and live in the fear and the trembling of the Lord today. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 20-21. through 21. Because we are those examples today that are able to let those around us know, I should have been dead, I should have been this, I should have got what I deserve, but I didn't because of the mercy of God. And today it's still because of the mercy of God that I'm able to share this today with you. I'm able to continue to live and let you know that there is a God who loves you, a God who died for you, a God who will never give up on you, a God that when he starts that work, he completes it because he sees the finished work already. I'm not worthy of this either. I don't deserve this either. But it's because of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ today. It's because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ today that we're able to be here today. We're able to intercede on behalf of those that are not praying for themselves today. We're able to become to the presence of the Lord, our Holy Father this morning, because of the blood of Jesus. Because he says in this verse, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Not for ourselves, not because of what we've done, not because of all that we know, but we are ambassadors for Christ. God making His appeal through us, telling on behalf of all that Christ has done for us. All that the Lord has done for us, all that we have in the Lord, meeting our need and continuing to do so because He is all that we need today. Today. How many of us know that all that is needed today is Jesus? He is the one the whole world needs today. He is the one we need every day. It's Jesus. And he goes on to say, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Come back to the Lord. Acknowledge what the Lord has done for you. Because in verse 21, he says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That is why we're here today. That's why we continue to live today. That's why we can continue to trust him today, because of what he did for me and you. What he did for the world, and it's not our righteousness, but it's his righteousness. So even when that guilt and that shame is there, and yes, we acknowledge it. There is no argument for it, but acknowledge it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. And live a life worthy of the calling. We'll close with this scripture today in 1 John chapter 2. Because this message isn't a message about go ahead and live a life of sin. No, it's acknowledging there will be times and we will go through stuff, whether good or bad, whatever it may be. But recognizing, acknowledging His Word and His truth in agreement with God. And never trying to defend ourselves or think God will change His mind. But continuing acknowledging what Jesus has done for us. Because he says in verse 1 of 1 John chapter 2, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world." And this word is still truth today and it will always be truth. And that is the hope today. Lord Jesus, you are the advocate to the Father for the whole world today. Lord, help us to be a church that will continually acknowledge and agree with what your word says, Lord God. Willing to allow the hearts to be exposed, allowing those guilts to be laid out so we can acknowledge them to you, so we can repent, so you can help us through it, Lord God, and continue to live for you and share the mercy and the love and the grace of God that we ourselves have received. This is our prayer this morning. That as we see these things, yes, within our own hearts, our own lives, within our brothers and sisters, within the church today, within the world, yes, we see them, but we acknowledge them for what they are. We look to the Lord and we thank Him for the forgiveness and the life And the grace that we have in His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's what's allowing me and you today to pray this morning. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Pastor Pat, will you lead us? Good morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. We're going to get started this morning. Amen. So praise God. I'll let everybody get to their seats and we'll... We'll begin this morning with a word of prayer this morning and uh, coming together to seek the Lord this morning. Amen. How many of us know we serve a good God today? Amen. And how many of us know we are here today because of an answer to prayer? How many of us know that this morning? We're here today because of an answer to prayer. Praise God for that. Amen. An answer to prayer. And how many of us know that God is faithful to answer them prayers, right? And we're proof of that. We are proof of that today, of an answer to prayer. And it's just an amazing thing, because many times we can get discouraged in that. But let me encourage you, never stop praying, because God does answer the prayers, amen, of the righteous. He answers your prayers. He hears your prayers. And just know that He is faithful, amen? So this morning, we're going to open up in a word of prayer this morning, and we're going to seek the Lord together this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this morning, Father God, for You are good and you are holy and you are righteous, Father God. Father, we are just so grateful today, Father God, for all that you have done and will continue to do, Lord Jesus. Father, today we come together, Father God, to seek after you, Lord, to look to you, Father God. We come this morning, Father God, Lord Jesus, thanking you, Lord God, for, Father God, the answer to prayer, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that there is no other like you, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And Heavenly Father, today as we come together, Lord, we humble our hearts before you this morning. We submit ourselves to you, Lord God. Father God, we are here because of you today, Lord Jesus. And Father God, with that, my God, we are looking to you, Father, in this relationship, Father God, to take this time, Father God, to hear from you, Lord God. As we seek you, Lord God, Lord, we don't just seek you, Father God, but Lord, we seek you to hear from you, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you for meeting us here today, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to come together today. We thank you, Father God, for your word that goes forth today, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the salvation that we have in you today. And we thank you for the salvation that, Lord God, is available for all those today who put their faith in you today, Lord God. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. We thank you that you are our King, Lord God, our Lord, my God, our Savior, my God. Father, that you are our peace, Lord God. We thank you that we have all that we need in you, Lord Jesus, and we are whole and complete in you, Lord. We thank you for this right-standing relationship with you, Father God, by your, through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that you keep us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, Father God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, we thank you that we are here together collectively as a body of Christ, Father, joined together by your Holy Spirit, my God. Father, we thank you this night, Lord. And Lord, we just look to you, Lord Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, my God. Father, we come today, Lord God, with open hearts, Father God, Lord, we lay every hindrance aside, my God. We lay it at Your feet this morning, my God. Because, Lord, we are thankful, Lord, for all that You have done for us, my God, and the life that we have in You today, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank You this morning, Lord God. And we give You all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Father, for You alone are worthy of it all, Lord Jesus. We love You and we praise You this morning, Father God. And Lord, we just thank You for Your Word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, amen. This morning we're going to be doing things a little bit differently this morning. So if we can turn our Bibles this morning to Psalm 143. Psalm 143, and we'll be reading verse 1 through 6 this morning. And the title of today's message is, An Answer... To prayer. An answer to prayer. And how many of us know we love an answer to prayer? When we get to see and know that God, you have answered my prayer. It's such a relief. And the way it's put when that that phrase, because it is a phrase, it is something that you heard a lot of people say, Christian and non Christian. It's something that has just become a part of life where somebody would say an answer to prayer. And what it comes down to, it's defined as the perfect solution to a desperate need. An answer to prayer. When something out of nowhere becomes available and it's an answer to prayer. When you don't know how that bill is going to be paid, but somehow the finances come in and it's an answer to Prayer. When there's a situation in your life and you need help, and there's someone there to help you, an answer to prayer. In that desperate need, there's a perfect solution. And automatically, it causes this response to be oh, you are an answer to prayer. Or this was an answer to prayer. You see a change in a loved one, this is an answer to prayer. I'm in church today and I'm saved and redeemed. It's an answer to prayer. But today we're going to get a little bit deeper on an answer to prayer. Because how, much, how many of us know it has to be more than just a response or a word? There has to be an understanding to our response to saying this Today. Because usually when we're looking for an answer it's because when we're, we're in a desperate place, we're in need, we're hurting, we're tired, we're confused. We're weighed down. And there's just many things going on in our lives to the point we're looking for an answer to prayer. a situation that seems hopeless. This seems that this is it that it. said, I mean what else can we do? but we need an answer to prayer. A place in your life where you're tired, you're beaten down. And we're looking to the Lord for an answer to prayer because we want the situation to change. We want the circumstance to change. We want what we've seen time and time again to change. So we're looking for an answer to prayer. Are you here today because you need an answer to your prayer? When you pray to God, are you expecting an answer from God from that prayer? I pray you do. Because if not, then it's just words. But we know when we pray to God, we're coming to our Father. As Jesus says... Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Acknowledging him in that relationship, acknowledging that he hears us, acknowledging that he's willing and wanting to answer me and you. But it's when we don't see the answer and we don't see the situation change, when we don't see things turn out exactly how we want it to be, that we start to question God. Why don't you answer me, Lord? Why aren't you hearing me? Have you ever been in that place? Are you in that place today that God doesn't hear me because he's not answering my prayers? That God's not hearing me because I haven't seen any change? Because God's not hearing because I'm still in the same situation? God's not hearing me because I'm confused, I have doubts, I have fears, unbelief. God's not hearing me because I keep going back to the same things. God's not hearing me because this person hasn't changed. And many times we come to this place. Well, let's look to the word of God to a man that was in a similar situation as me and you can find ourselves many times. And this is King David writing this psalm in Psalm 143, verse 1 through 6. He says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Right then and there, this is not a place of a man who is confident and bold in coming to the Lord and saying, in the name of Jesus, I'm on the mountaintop right now. No, this is a man that is in a place of doubt, of fear. Because to have to say this, to open up a prayer, to say, hear my prayer, O Lord, is a heart that is desperate. A heart that is doubting that maybe God is not hearing me. Maybe there's something going on, but I don't know what it is to a place to bring someone to say, hear my prayer, O Lord. Lord. If me and you have had to say that it's because we've come to a place that we think God maybe is not listening to us. That maybe God doesn't want to do this. Maybe God doesn't want me to have that or whatever it may be. But we come to a place, hear my prayer. Oh Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. Mercy. This is a heart <clears throat> that is coming to the Lord and doubting the mercy of God, doubting the forgiveness of God. Maybe, Lord, it's my sin. Maybe it's because I've done this and I've done that and I've said this and I've allowed this and now you're not hearing me, Lord. Lord into a place because we don't see the change and because of the circumstance and because of the weight of the sin, it has caused guilt, it has caused shame to a place that we think that God still will not forgive us. So we have to come to a place, give ear to my pleas for mercy, Lord God. I'm crying out, hear me, O Lord, for your mercy. And we're begging God for his mercy. Because we don't know what else to do. The pressure, the weight has become too much. We're tired, we're beaten down. Thinking there's no change. He goes on to to tell the Lord, in your faithfulness, answer me. In your righteousness reminding him of that faithfulness lord god i know you're faithful how many times have we been there god but i know you're faithful hear me lord god help me lord god i can't do this without you lord god i need your mercy hear me oh lord in your faithfulness in your righteousness Verse 2 he says, enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one, is living, no one living is righteous before you. You know, one of the hardest things that brings so much anger and arguments, that brings so much division today, is the lack of communication. It's like when you send that text out and you're expecting a response and you don't get it right away. You're like, maybe they're mad at me. Maybe they didn't send. Maybe I worded it wrong. When you're talking to somebody and there's no response, and the longer that there's no response, and the longer that there is no communication the longer your mind messes with you. The longer the thoughts start to overwhelm you. The longer the anger starts to settle in. Because there's no response, there's no communication in the relationship. And this can start to cause, well, what did I do? Did I do this? Did I do that? What did I do? And all of a sudden we start to get defensive to a place, well, what did they do? Forget them then. And all this starts to come out of nothing just because we have not heard a response. You'll find this in marriages. You'll find this in families. You'll find this in church. You'll find this in your school. You'll find this at your job. You'll find this anywhere. Anytime there is a lack of communication and a silence, there's always going to be these thoughts and doubts. Well, they must be mad at me. It must have been something I have done. And David is in this place, Lord, because you don't want God to be mad at you. And he's saying, Enter not into your judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you, Lord. You know that none of us are righteous, God. Don't, don't place me in your judgment, God, please. A worried soul. Because there's no answer. And God is silence. And look what he says. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. And because of those thoughts and because of those emotions and because of all these things that are going on in your heart and in your mind, the devil comes right in and starts to add to it, starts to pile on. It's like when I was younger. And somebody jumps on you and all of a sudden, dog pile! And everybody starts jumping on you. It's fun when you're going the one on top, but when you're on the bottom, (laughs) especially some of the people I hung out with, it's painful. And that's what the enemy does, that's what the devil does, that's his job. He'll come and pile it on you. He'll weigh you down in situations and add to it. He'll add that lighter fluid to the fire. He'll add them coals to the fire so that fire will rage hotter. And what it does is it, bur- it burdens you down to the place where you can come to a place and feel all alone, even to a place of depression. Have you ever been depressed? And dealt with depression to the point you don't know how to get out of it. It's because you're so weighed down. And you go on living like everything else is okay. But in your heart, you have depression because you feel that God is not hearing you. Something's not right. And the enemy has piled on you. And even in your prayers, it becomes from this place. Verse 4, he says, therefore my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. You get tired in your walk with the Lord. You get tired of doing what you know is to be right or at least trying to or acknowledging the need to. You hear the word of God, but it's just not penetrating because you don't think it's the answer to prayer that you're looking for. But Lord, that's not what I was asking. And our spirit faints within us. But what does he do? He says, I remember the days of old, I meditate on all that you have done, I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Selah. Getting to that place of remembering all that God has done for you. Every situation, every circumstance, everything that He has brought you from and through. And we have to come to a place to remind ourselves, Lord God, you have been so faithful, God. I'm remembering the days of old when I first got saved. I remember the days. I remember this. I remember that. Because what happens is, is that's what you're holding on to. But how many of you know that God wants to be good to you today? Yes, we should never forget our testimony. Yes, we should never forget all that God has done for us. But always remember what God has already prepared for us. And so you can continue to live in remembering and knowing what God has already done, what He's already going to do, and what's already finished. It's okay to share your testimony from above, but what about your testimony from Today? What about the testimony for tomorrow? What about the testimony the Lord is working out in your life today? But sometimes to get back to that place, you got to go back and remember the day that God saves you. Remember the day that God delivered you and set you free. Because that's the only way that we're going to get out of that funk. So today, if you're in that funk, remember all that God has done for you. You're here today because of an answer to prayer. An answer to prayer. What is the cause of this? That would put David into such a place as this? That would put me and you in such of a place like this? You ever heard of the word affliction? Are you afflicted today? Because many times that'll be the cause to end up in this place as King David is. It's through the affliction that me and you go through daily. A footnote that I read there are three typical enemies that we face in this world the world, the flesh, and the devil. And all three are to ensure the life of faith is a battle. How many of us know that the life of faith is a battle? It's a battle between us and the world, our flesh, and the devil. But we have the victory in Christ Jesus. But it's still a battle because our flesh wants to do what the flesh wants according to the ways of the world. And the devil feeds on that. And in that battle, you can grow tired and you can grow weary. But there's always a blessing when you're in that battle. When you're in that place, in that lonely place, when you're in that place of struggling, when you're in that place of knowing I need to do, but I just can't seem to do it. And there's a struggle going on within you, and in that struggle, you're caught in the middle. And in that struggle, you're way down. But we don't have to stay there. But what we must understand, it's a process and it's a way of life as a Christian, as a follower, as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Affliction is part of your Christian walk. Many times this comes from a place of does God not hear or listen to my prayers? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't know how to pray. Or God just doesn't want to answer my prayer. And you come to a place that you say, "I'm tired of praying." Because there's no results. You go into something, you ask somebody something and they say, we'll we'll pray. And in your heart, you know that's the best thing anyone could do. But in your flesh, you're like, that's it. But that's all you need. That's all we need is to pray. Pray. And that is one of the places in the church today I believe we are so slacking is prayer, especially corporate prayer. We need each other to come together in prayer. We need each other to come together and pray together and uplift one another and seek the Lord together. Why is it that we are so quick to come and worship together? Because I like the songs and I like how they make me feel. Why is it so much easier to come and listen to the word? Well, I don't got to do anything. All I got to do is sit and listen. But to pray is going to require something of you and me. It's going to require us to humble ourselves, to acknowledge our sin, to repent and to come into right standing with God, acknowledging how great he is and seeking his will and seeking his purpose. But in that is the power of God. But again, we will get there because we will continue to pray. We can all come to a place where we come together in prayer. But how many of us know we love to find relief in the battle? You know, I like it when I'm working on something or trying to work on something or pretending to work on something. And my wife comes alongside of me. And she takes over. And she does it an answer to prayer. It is a blessing when that, those finances look impossible and someone comes along, you get something, and that finance comes in, an answer to prayer. When you're lonely and you feel all alone, but someone comes along and encourages you, an answer to prayer. When the situation seems hopeless and all of a sudden there's hope, an answer to prayer. And all of a sudden you're refreshed. Refreshed. All of a sudden you're rejuvenated. All of a sudden that joy returns to you and you're saying, thank you, Lord. Because the burden has been eased. The burden has been lifted. Amen. And now you're like, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we come to a place to say, thank you, Lord. And it's like, it's just a weight off of the shoulders. An answer to prayer. Prayer. We find relief in the battle. But how many of us know as human beings we are quick to forget? Okay, only me. (laughs) We're quick to forget. What is that old saying? What have you done for me lately? Probably only a couple of us in here that are like that, but you know. We're quick to forget. God comes through, we see a change. A couple of minutes, a couple of hours, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months later. Lord, where are you? It's so hard. Why, Lord? How come you don't hear me? How come you don't answer me? I'm not mocking. This is a real place we all end up in. What have you done for me lately? And we start checking off our prayer list. Oh, well, he answered this one. Cool, that one's done. Oh, that one he hasn't done yet, but all right, cool, this one's done. And we keep track like if it was a schedule. I'm not saying if you have a prayer journal, I'm not knocking that. Okay, guys, that's not what I'm doing here. But I want to bring something to reality today of what we're talking about. And we judge and base God upon how many answered prayers I have today. But how many of us know that this is a faith walk? And there will be prayers that me and you will not always see answered, but we believe that He's able to do so. And we have to trust the Lord. Even if we go home and that prayer journal is still not checked off, but we can know, but Lord, You are faithful, Lord God. And I can have peace within my heart knowing that You are faithful to answer that prayer. Why does it feel so temporary? Well, maybe it's because of how we're responding and acknowledging an answer to prayer. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Chapter 1 through 4. Think you got that right, Brother Santos? Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Second Thessalonians chapter one. We're going to read the whole chapter, of verse of chapter one, starting at verse one. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. But look at verse 4 Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and the faith and all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. Not the afflictions you have gone through, not the afflictions you had to go through once, but the afflictions that you are enduring. This is something that you and I will have to endure throughout our Christian walk. Throughout our life following the Lord Jesus Christ... Until the day that we go home. And that might not sound like a very beautiful message, but it's the truth. But it is a beautiful message because in that beautiful message, there is eternal life. Because this life does come to an end, but there's an eternal life that goes on for eternity. And he boasts about them for enduring in these afflictions. And in verse five, he says, this is the evidence of the righteous judgment of God. That you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. You're not just suffering just to suffer. You're suffering because of your faith in God today. You're suffering today because you choose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you chose to repent and turn from your wicked ways. And because today you're striving to live a life in faith in God today, there is the battle. There is the suffering. Don't get me wrong. In this world there is suffering. But many of our afflictions today come because we know the truth. We know the Lord. And it becomes harder to live in him and for him. But since indeed God considered it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you. But look what he says here, and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. How many of us know that there will come a day when we will be relieved of all this affliction? Because there will come a day when the Lord Jesus is returning and all this will be done away. No more tears, no more death, no more sickness. Verse 8 says, In flaming fire, <clears throat> inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His might when He comes on that day to be glorified in His saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed. Because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every good work of faith by his power. So that at the name of, Je- that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. Let me read that again, verse 11. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, praise the Lord for that. That affliction, that work, is going on in your life to bring Him glory. And that His glory may be displayed in your life today. According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The affliction is part of the work and the process and the refinement, the fire that the Lord is doing in our lives today. It doesn't feel good. It's not fun, but it's necessary. And affliction means pressure. A pressing together. Oppression, tribulation, distress. Something that causes pain and suffering. That is what affliction is. What is causing pain and suffering in your life today? You may say, no, everything's good with me. No, there is something in all of us that causes pain and suffering within our hearts. If you choose to acknowledge it. Because it's only in that acknowledgement that you could truly be free. It's only in that acknowledgement that you can allow the power of God, the Holy Spirit, and the grace of God to help you to overcome and to live the life that He's called you to live. Because how, much know, how many of us know to live for Christ causes pain and suffering? Because Paul says, for I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and who died for me. There's pain and suffering because you are dying in the flesh. And any time there is death, death always brings pain and suffering. But not only to the deceased, but to those around that person who have lost that loved one. And as much as it hurts, death is a part of this life. And it brings pain and suffering. But thanks be to the Lord Jesus Christ that it doesn't have to end there. Because in this walk with the Lord, though mean you are dying in the flesh, and though one day we will die physically in this place, but there is life in Jesus today because just as Jesus died on that cross, He did not stay in that grave, but He rose again on the third day. And because of that today, we have life. And all those today who put their faith in Christ Jesus can have that resurrected life in Him. It is the resurrection power today. So let that resurrection power raise you up from that affliction, raise you up from that pain, raise you up from that suffering, and know that God is faithful to raise you up on that last day as Jesus rose on that great day. You serve a living God. And though He suffered on that cross, but He endured it, For the joy that was set before him. You may have to endure it. We may have to endure it. And we are headed to that cross. But let me tell you something. We can have the joy through it. Knowing there is a greater salvation. There is a joy set before us. There is a goal. There is a purpose. And it's all found in Christ Jesus. Are you willing to endure that the Lord can be glorified in you? And that you will be glorified in Him? Because that's what it's all about. So though you're afflicted, be reminded and know today, the Lord still loves you. The Lord is doing a work. And the Lord will never leave you, never forsake you. He hears you. You are His child. He died for you. He rose again for you. And He's returning soon for you. So know this today. But even though we are afflicted, and even though we have infliction, we don't have to carry it. Alone. Because there's someone that carried that affliction for you and me. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He took that affliction for me and you on that cross. He took it upon his body. He paid the price for me and you. And though we may need to endure, but we're not enduring in our own strength and our own might, but we are enduring in the blood of Jesus and the life of Jesus because we believe that he took that affliction upon himself so that we could have life today. So though you may be pressured, though you may be struggling, though you may be hurting or whatever you may be going through and battling with, but just know that He took that affliction upon Himself for me and you and for the world today. You don't have to do it alone. He never called you to do it alone. He did it already for me and you. So therefore, you are able, because He did it for you, we are able to do it. And His Word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we can look to the Lord, and instead of looking to the Lord and saying, Lord, oh, answer me, oh, hear me, we can already know and believe, Lord, you have heard me, you have answered me, because you heard me and you answered me in Jesus. Oh, hold on. Hold on here, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? An answer to prayer. I'm not saying we'll never get to this place and we won't have our moments. We're here maybe for long seasons. But just know today, Jesus is the answer to prayer. Jesus is the answer to prayer. And anytime you come to the Lord, you already have the answer. And even though you don't see the change sometimes, you already have the answer. And even though things may not turn out how you want them to, you still have the answer. Because in Christ, we have everything. Before you came to the Lord, He was the answer to prayer because He is all that you needed. And now as a believer, you still have the answer to prayer because He is all that you need and He is all that you will ever need and He is all that this world needs and He is all that this world will ever need because everything that we need, every answer we need from God is all found in Jesus Christ. So whenever you have this doubt in prayer, whenever you get to a place, I don't have the words, whenever you're doubting the Lord if he's hearing you, know that he's hearing you because he's heard, you know he heard you because his son went to the cross for you. An answer to prayer. See, it's our thinking and the way we see things and how we look. We look the way the world looks at it. If we don't see results, then that means my prayer was not answered. But we don't see it that way. Today, every prayer that me and you pray, we can know that we have an answer to that prayer because we have Jesus. And when we pray, we can pray in the name of Jesus with that faith, knowing no matter how it turns out what his will is. But we already have the answer because it's all found in Jesus. Jesus Christ. We can have that confidence today. We have that hope today. An answer to prayer, Jesus. So next time you pray, when we pray today, Don't come saying, Lord, let's not come to a place, Lord, are you going to hear me? No, Lord, thank you that you hear me. We know that you hear us because you sent your son, Jesus. So we already have the answer. And so therefore, we're going to pray according to that answer. In his name, Jesus Christ. Because in Psalm 143, verse 7, the second part of this psalm, He says, answer me quickly, O Lord. The Lord has answered you today. And His Son, Jesus. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. We know this is not us today, because if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have life in Him. And He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. The Bible said this is eternal life, to know the Son and to know the Father. And if you know Him today, then you don't have to worry about going into that pit, being cast into hell, because your faith is found in Christ Jesus, so therefore you belong to Him in all eternity. This prayer was answered. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. We are hearing in the morning today of His steadfast love. And we can choose to do so every morning. Thank You, Lord Jesus, for being You. Thank You for hearing me, Lord God. For in You I trust. We can trust the Lord Jesus Christ. When you pray and you're having struggles, but you trust in the Lord, you're trusting in Jesus. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. When you pray and ask the Lord for direction, in Jesus, He's already given you the direction. You know the way that you shall go. And in Jesus, He directs our paths. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord, for I have fled to you for Refuge. How many of you know in Jesus you are delivered from your enemies? You're delivered from the power of the devil. You're delivered from the power of death. So, this answer is found in Jesus. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Jesus is our teacher. If you're allowing him to teach you, this prayer has been answered. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. He's given us his Holy Spirit because of our faith in Jesus, the one who can lead us. This prayer has been answered. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. This has been done because we have eternal life. And how many of us know in Jesus, he is able to keep me in you. He's able to preserve me in you. So this prayer has been answered. And in your steadfast love, will you cut off my enemies? And you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, for I am your servant. Lord, you will take care of me. Lord, you got my back because of God before me. Then who can be against me? And again, this is because of our faith and the Lord Jesus Christ. This prayer has been answered. And every other prayer that you have today, every other prayer you are calling and looking to the Lord, just know today you already have the answer, and that answer is in Jesus Christ. But it's up to you to believe it. It's up to you to declare it. It's up to you to live like it. It's up to you to trust Him and live that life of faith knowing, Lord God, I may not see it, I may not feel it, I may not know it, but Lord, I know that I have the answer to prayer, and it is Jesus. Close with this. Isaiah 58, verse 6 to 12, our responsibility. Is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and He will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, Then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. This is our responsibility as a body of Christ. Because as we believe and know that we already have the answer in Christ Jesus, what happens is He teaches us how to be that answer to prayer for others in their lives today. Because you got saved, you're an answer to someone's prayer. And in that, your life, the way you live, the way you speak, what you do, and the God you serve, you are blessing others around you today and not even realize it. But it's not me and you that's the answer to prayer. It's Jesus that is the answer to their prayer. But it's because they see Jesus in your heart and in your life. And the Lord Jesus Christ is working through your life to touch those lives. Oh, thank God for an answer to prayer. Because He is the answer to prayer. And even this morning as we are here, the Lord is touching the hearts of those around you today. And one day, if they don't know it, they will know that He is the answer to their prayer that they don't even know that they were praying. So this morning, whatever you're going through, whatever you're, you're facing, you've been afflicted, you've been battling, you've been going through things. This morning, as we worship the Lord, allow Him to take that burden from you. Trust Him and know that He is faithful in that work He is doing in your life and know that it's part of the work He's doing in your life because it's in that that we get to see and realize how great and how mighty and how wonderful He is, how merciful He is. Maybe it's sin. Well, you got a God that forgives. Maybe it's relationship. Well, you got a God who loves you and you can have the greatest relationship with, so he can teach you how to have a right relationship. Maybe it's finances. Well, you got a God who can provide. Maybe it's just a struggle to do right and to do what God wants you to do. Well, you got a God who is patient and will get you to that place if you continue to trust in Him and acknowledge that He is right. And never take away the fact of what you're doing unto the Lord. Just know that the Lord is able to work through you right where you're at today. You are a blessing. And yes, we may have to endure the affliction, but He he endured it all for us already, so it is possible in Him. Amen. Amen. Oh, to God be the glory. Amen. Before we do this next song. How many of us are so grateful this morning to the Lord this morning, amen? How many of you know that we have our answer to prayer this morning? And his name is Jesus. We know the answer to everyone's prayer out in the world today. And his name is Jesus. And today we can have that confidence. Confidence. And that joy and that peace that is all found in him. So no matter through the affliction, through the suffering, through the persecution, through the trials. His word says, you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So if he has overcome it, then in him you have overcome it. And you are an overcomer in Christ Jesus today because you belong to Him. So this morning as we prepare for the next song, does anybody just have, I know Brother Santos had a praise report, amen? Amen, amen. And, uh, and if anybody else has a praise report after that, we'd like to hear it this morning. Amy, would you like to share Can that praise sure. report? Um, we, uh, my sister-in-law's father-in-law End up uh, contracting COVID, and was hospitalized, placed in a um, medically induced coma, affecting his lungs and his kidneys. And praise God, they um, woke him up from his uh, his coma. Um, one lung is is stable; the other one is still recovering. But praise God, he's on a his wheelchair. He's going through therapy. So, God has has heard prayers. God is good. Amen. Amen. And we just continue to pray. And praise him for, for that report. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else like to just give a praise report to the Lord? Yes, it's Delilah. Yes, the answer. Hallelujah. Yes, you are faith standing in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's got you. It's good to see you guys. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, brother Alvis. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. brother. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, glory be to God. Yes, sister Karen. yes 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 no yeah praise the lord amen amen and we're believing the lord in that amen he is a giver of life and we're trusting amen through through it all praise god for that amen amen well anybody else does anybody have any prayer requests this morning as we pray this morning because we're going to come together in faith knowing we already have the answer so in that prayer request, we're speaking this prayer request as it's a real situation, but we're going to come to the Lord this morning and thank Him for the answer that we already have in Jesus. So even as you speak it, just know that you already have that answer in Jesus Christ. And He has met every need in that prayer request. And if it's unspoken or you just keep it to yourself, just know that the Lord hears you this morning because all the glory goes to Him. So anybody have any prayer requests this morning? Yes, it's the Desiree. Oh, praise God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we know we got that answer in Jesus. Amen. Got that life in Jesus. Amen. Just as we just heard these testimonies. Amen. Anybody else? Yes, Brother AJ. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, we know we have that answer in Jesus Christ because He is provision. Amen? Amen. Brother Fernando, then I'll come back to Sister Karen. No, yes, Brother Fernando. Okay. Okay, so like we heard that. We have that answer in prayer in Jesus. And just like we heard those testimonies, brother, we're believing that answer for them as well. Amen? Found in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, Sister Karen. Amen. It was on time. Praise God. His word is always on time. Amen. Thank him for that. And it's found in Jesus. Amen. We have that word today because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, sister. Okay. Well, we know that there's healing in Jesus. Amen. He is the healer and the restorer. And all things are possible for him. Amen. Just like that woman with the issue of blood. She touched that hem of the garment and she was made whole. Amen? So it's all found in Jesus. So we have that answer already, Sister Alma. Okay. Okay. Alright, so we know the Lord Jesus has him as well. And he is able to reach him where I read that. Praise the Lord for that peace. Yes, Catherine. Well, we know that Jesus is the answer for her on that, Amen. And we know that the Lord can make Himself known to her, so we'll be believing that for her as well, Amen. Praise God. Yes, brother Paul, you had your hand up as well. Amen. Amen. Well, that health is found in Jesus Christ, Amen. Just as that prayer was there, preserve our lives, Lord. Your life and your family's life is preserved in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have that life in Him, so you can have peace with that today. Amen? Amen. There was another, yes, Sister Rachel? Uh, yes, I want my prayer. Uh, I have a couple of test results that I'm waiting for, and another, I have to go see a, a specialist. So, yeah, I'm going to different things now. Yes. So we know that good report is in the, in the Lord Jesus. Amen? And we know that he's in control of all that, Sister Rachel. So, yes, we will be believing with you in the name of Jesus for those good reports and the good test results. Amen. Amen. We'll praise the Lord. Yes, Sister Yolanda. <clears throat> yes. Amen. amen <laughs> <laughs> not yet amen that's our prayer amen well that same protection and that same victory that you have You pray with that same faith, Sister Yolanda. Amen? Amen? Because you know you got it in Jesus, so they have it in Jesus as well. So you keep praying from that side of faith, and we'll continue to pray together in that. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's pray this morning as we thank the Lord, as He heard all these prayer requests. And we know we're coming today not begging God or not saying, Lord, hear me, but we're coming together knowing that the Lord hears us already, because we already have the answer found in Jesus Christ this morning. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank You, Father God. Father, as we come to You today, Father, we thank You, Lord Jesus, for the answered prayer in Your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, Father God. Father God, for this world and we as a people were lost without You, Lord God. But Father God, You sent Your Son into the world, Father God, to die for the sins of the world, Lord God, that, Lord, we may have forgiveness, Lord Jesus. And Father God, we may have reconciliation and restoration in Him and to be righteous in Him, that we may have have a right standing relationship with you today Father God and in that Lord we believe that you rose again on the third day we believe you are ascended on high we thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit my God and we thank you for keeping us Father God by your Holy Spirit today Father God and because of that today Lord we know Lord Jesus that you hear every prayer but we have the answer to every prayer this morning and it's found in you Lord Jesus and we just thank you this Morning, Lord Jesus, for every answered prayer here today, Lord Jesus, and every need that is needed, my God. Lord Jesus, you are the fulfillment and you have met those needs today in the name of Jesus, Father God, for healing, for deliverance, Father God, for peace, my God, for life and salvation, Lord God. Oh, we thank you this morning, Lord Jesus, my God, that, Lord, everything is found in you, Lord Jesus. You know everything that is going on in our world today. You know everything that is going on within our own lives today. But we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the answered prayer this morning, my God. And we thank you, Lord, that we can live and walk in that confidence, in that boldness, in that joy, in that love, in that peace, and that comfort, Lord God. And that we're able to pray and encourage those around us to let them know that Lord Jesus, you are the answer to prayer, my God. And we know and believe, my God, that in that Lord Jesus, as you opened up our eyes, as you opened up our ears, as you opened up our hearts and our mouth, my God, that you can do the same for them today, Lord. So we thank you today, Lord Jesus, because Lord, you are faithful, Lord. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor this morning. We thank you for saving us. We thank You for delivering us. We thank You, Father God, for loving us, for speaking to us, Lord God. And we thank You that You never give up on us, Lord. Oh, we thank You this morning, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just praise You this morning, Lord God. And today, Lord Jesus, as we come together to sing this song, let it be more than just a song, but let it be our heart's cry to You, Lord. Because we realize that through the affliction, my God, it's so that You will be glorified through our lives, but that we would be glorified in You, Father, as a display of Your grace in our Christ Jesus today. Oh, we thank You this morning, Lord. How can I say thanks for the thing you have done for me? Thing so undeserved, yet you've given to prove your love for me, and the voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude Oh that i am for this day lord in jesus name we pray amen god bless you we are dismissed this morning Thank you guys for joining us online. Thank you for joining us here today. And just know that your prayer has been answered this morning. Amen. Enjoy your day this morning. God bless you. And if you need prayer, I'll be up here today.